Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning and welcome to the third and final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk and streaming worldwide on our My Talk app. I'm Jace with Lex and Dawn. Thank you for being here. It is going very fast. We're having fun. We're having a good time. I will tell you, let me quickly start off with how we started off today. Hannah, our digital digital darling, uh, just posted on our My Talk social. She did? She did. Uh, Dawn and I... Dawn and I walked in today and had no idea that we would both be wearing T-shirts featuring possums. Um, now, and now that I look at the picture, it's even more ridiculous. It's than, ridiculous. It's hysterical that we did not plan this. Yeah. Not only are they both possum T-shirts, but then Dawn rightfully pointed out they're both blue possum T-shirts. And they're both facing the same direction. <laughs> Their mouths, like they're both facing... <laughs> I don't know. It's backwards oh God. for me. The left. Oh, it's uh, the left. Yours yes. is angry and mine is playing a banjo. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that. So mine's um, a happy snarl. And mine's a bitchy, angry uh, uh, <laughs> possum. <laughs> Mine says, uh, let's eat trash and get hit by a car. Um, and it's my favorite new T-shirt oh, from T Public. It. It's oh, I love these shirts so much. But uh, yeah, so you can see that on the My Talk socials. Mine doesn't say anything. It just makes you it's go, so "What cute, the though. hell is it?" Yeah, it's cute though. <laughs> What's the artist again, Don? I think from... his name is Mark Shepard, and I think. Okay. Oh, let me find him on Instagram, okay. and I'll just tell give you him a little second. shout out. Just so give him a little shout out. But yeah, this is from T Public, T E E Public. It's where I get all my fun little T shirts. I got another stash yesterday, and I it's like a it's like gambling. Like I got to stop. Oh, that's so I fun. I got to get off that site because <sighs> I keep not buying. Go. Oh, Don, you'll never get off it. You'll never. Yeah. I gotta yeah. save my money for medical bills. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh god. Oh no. Oh, uh, no. Well, it is uh, coming up on eight oh eight. Have you ever had a horrible roommate? Well, if you have just answered yes, then maybe you'd be good for a Netflix limited series. Uh, worst <laughs> roommate ever. Lex, did you watch this? I watched three of the five episodes. Oh my goodness. Oh. Talk to us. Yeah, uh, uh, well, it's freaky. It's real freaky. It's almost, um, especially the first one I watched. So uh, my husband was watching it, and I was like, what is this? So I just kind of sat down, and then, of course, I'm involved, and I'm watching the whole thing uh, with him. Uh, So I came in on episode three. Uh, Yosef is a hostile guest in Chile, and he cons people into giving him money. And then uh, he's a marathon runner, and then he finds a way to con them and says, oh, I've been kicked out for different reasons, injuries a couple times. And then when the people want their money back, he suddenly... uh, not available he's <laughs> he's gone to another place um and the amount of people worldwide that he's conned so is that really a roommate mm. Mm. but it was an interesting story there's anger there's um attempted murder Whoa. i mean there's like this really goes down a crazy road and it feels a little bit like unsolved mysteries 
because yeah. they have the interviews of the people involved, and then they have some animations, some drawings about what happened. And then the music, of course, is real freaky. So you just think, without the music, I don't think it would be as scary as it is. <laughs> and then the last story actually took two episodes to tell about Jameson Bachman. And I think this is where they got the title for Worst Roommate Ever on Netflix is because it's based on an article written in New York Magazine about this guy named Jameson. And wow, <laughs> I learned a lot as I'm watching this too. He conned women for years and years and years, and there was no way to really get him kicked out unless you uh, just ignored him or, or um, found out like what his issues were mm-hmm. and then just like played the music, blew the smoke underneath his door. I mean, it was just really Whoa. crazy, crazy story um, about what he did and also that squatters have rights i didn't realize this once they have mail sent Mm -hmm. to your uh place of residence Mm -hmm. what it takes months to kick them out and in this case years and he was really freaky he'd like go through their stuff Ew. And then, but, but some of these interviews though especially this last story in the fourth and fifth episode I was laughing out loud. So some of the things that they went through, some of the things that they believed, oh. how this one woman, she her name is Sonia. She was one of the um, in-between people that he conned. And she finally was in the place that she wanted to live. She put up a Craigslist, uh, you know, um, ad to get someone to come in and he answered that but he refused to pay after a few months and in order to, for her to pay her mortgage she put up like uh you know those tents that they put up at at uh, wedding party like oh, or yeah. out in picnics yeah. or you know just like like it almost looks like party a circus tents. tent yeah right she Event put tents. one of those in the living room so that she could rent out a place for a third roommate <gasps> Oh, my God. <laughs> and this guy what? apparently would go into her place, and then they had a bunch of animals at one point. I mean, the stories just were like, what? Whoa. What? That happened? Oh, so uh, I, it's, it's a freak show, but if you're interested in kind of some weird stories about roommates, and this one, uh, that other one didn't quite, not quite a roommate, but. It's I watched the first one last. Oh, you did? Oh, you did? Okay. What'd you think? With, Is that a roommate I watched, story? yes. It's, well, kind of. It's uh, the grandma. You can call me grandma oh, one. Oh, what's that? With Dorth, uh, Dorothea. She ended up, um, she ran a boarding house in California. Okay. And ended up taking advantage and murdering um, disabled, uh, mentally disabled boarders. Oh, no. And, like, older folks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and she uh, would then cash. They she would kill them, and then cash their social security checks. Oh gosh, oh, my goodness, that is yeah. evil. Yeah, and <laughs> six. She had nine murders <laughs> and six other question marks. Oh my! But she gosh. looks like. But what was so frightening was, Mostly oh girl, look, she looked like grandma. <laughs> she looked like little like. But she was one. She was poised. Like the Poisoning sun them? came over. Yes, the sun came over and was like, "I want to see my mom." And Dorothea was like, "Um, your mom's sleeping right now." And he barged in, and his mom was near death. And come to find out, she was slowly poisoning her. With, I believe with arsenic, <sighs> and. 
Um, that body, I think she buried in the backyard. Um, yeah, I think she buried a few. But there was, you know, there were other uh, other documentaries about her specifically, but she's the focus of episode one. She died in 2011. But yeah, it was freaky. Because again, well that night that you watched it, because I didn't sleep well last night. The story um, just kind of stayed there with me. I was fine. Oh, I, fine. I, but okay. I went afterwards. I think I watched like. Hot in Cleveland or something. Oh, I, I had a palate cleanser. Yes. Yeah, I did a palate cleanser <sighs> after Dorothea. But that one freaked me out. I was like, this yeah. is weird. Because again, she looks like grandma. And you're thinking, if grandma can kill you and bury you, mm-hmm. how can well, you trust well, anybody? Stories turn to murder. Should this be called worst roommate ever? <laughs> yeah. It's a little more intense than that. Oh, yeah. Just be prepared. Warning on Netflix if you decide, oh, okay, let's watch about. Hmm. Yeah. These, oh, are, yeah, these are tales of killers. Yeah, it's not light and airy. <laughs> Again, it's another version of don't F with cats. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah you gosh. don't know what you're walking into. You don't know what you're walking oh. into. You think, oh, this is about mean kitties. And then you realize, no, it, it is, is not. not. It's about... So much more. So much more. So do not. That's on Netflix, too. Yeah. Don't stumble into worst roommate ever thinking. Yeah. Because you're not going to sleep like Alexis. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could. You could also watch Evil Lives Here. I binged all four seasons when I was (laughs) babysitting your your puppies one time. Evil Lives Here? What the hell is that? It's about kids that live, you know, that they're disturbed and they have all of these tendencies and um, actions when they're a kid that they're like, oh, something's wrong with Tommy. And then Tommy mm. grows up being a killer. Girl. And it's real, real scary. Oh. Every episode you're like, oh, my gosh. Mm. That the poor signs are there. sister. And they all are trying to help their brother or sister or kid. And then it's like, yeah. Well, inevitably, oh. those are the same people. That when that kid grows up and does something, inevitably they end up on the news going, um, we always knew Tommy was weird. Yeah, Tommy used and, to d- uh, dissect animals in the yeah. basement. Why didn't you stop Tommy back then? Oh, That's why man. I'm always screaming at the TV. Why didn't you pick up on the signs then? It's like they just don't. Every story is different. <sighs> it's it's uh, You can really get hooked on it. You can, because there's bad reenactments, too, which I love. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's hysterical, like Unsolved Mysteries. Mm -hmm. Yes. They show the real people, and then the people acting it out, and you're like, well, I don't know. And if the acting isn't good, so I just got that double bonus satisfaction oh yeah (laughs) what's it what's it called again it's called evil lives here and there are four seasons (laughs) and i just clipped right through those i mean i was obsessed i would say people do you meet each episode or each season um well every episode is about a different person okay so oh that's good yeah okay they just focus on one yeah eight episodes per season i think and well the first season was received very well so i think they added more it's ridiculous it. how much I watched. Oof. It's well, kind of everything I did besides plan the show. Yeah. And take your I dogs out. Yeah. And not smell Biggie's <laughs> breath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listener rewards are brand new this month. Check, uh, get lit with Southern Lights. Enter to win a $1,000 Lighting RX makeover. Plus, we got Caribou Coffee and El Burrito Mercado gift cards. See everything up for grabs at mytalk1071.com or on our app. 
Dawn McClain has the dirt alert, and then it's more Dawn McClain. She was out late last night on a school night seeing Hades Town. Yes. Her review at 8.30. Stay with us. Spring into a new season with a beautiful new smile. And for the best smile, call my friend, Dr. Amy Hughes. She is a five-star rated dentist. Five-star. That's great. I actually Googled what people are saying about her, and our friend Dr. Amy is doing it right. Listen to what one review says about her experience with the team at Hughes Dental. Dr. Hughes and her team are wonderful, 10 out of 10. My daughter had an excellent experience getting a beautiful enhanced smile with veneers from Dr. Hughes. The entire experience was pleasant and timely, from the initial consultation, regularly checking in throughout the process, and the best part, her new beautiful smile. I jumped on the Google, too, and here's what one client said. Whether you're looking for a couple of veneers, a full mouth reconstruction, or even if you have sleep apnea and want to get rid of your CPAP, Dr. Hughes is who you should go and see. She can help you achieve all of your smile goals and have you feeling more confident than ever. You can see some of Dr. Amy's patients' beautiful new smiles on her website, Hughes-Dental.com. While you're on her website, check out the free video consult and be sure to let the team know that Jason told you that Hughes Dental is the only choice for your smile makeover. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Time to get caught up with the big entertainment and pop culture stories of the day with the Dirt Alert with Don McLean. Good morning, Don. Good morning. Jesse Smollett, of course, is in jail at this time. He was sentenced to jail uh, and uh, rep for the sheriff's sheriff's office says that his housing unit was changed on Monday to a different cell. He was moved from that cell because... Uh, the health services needed his cell for another detained person. That's what they're claiming. Um, his brother is saying that um, he basically this was a psych ward that he was in. The beds had restraints, but they did not restrain. It, he was not in a cell that had restraints. restraints. Some of them do. Uh, and he did not want to be in that ward. He was clear about that whenever he was sentenced. He was like, I am not suicidal. I don't need to be watched. But you know, now he's in his own cell with officers stationed at the open door to ensure that he's under direct observation at all times. And he's entitled to have all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The same time out of his cell that in common areas uh, where he is housed, just like other prisoners. Now, his, his brother is saying that uh, because so many people called the Cook County Jail, that put public pressure on them. And uh, he said this is a big step forward. It gets him out of a restrained bed into a normal one. So he kind of has his facts wrong there and they wanted to make sure to clear that up in their statement. Um, He said Cook County really doesn't move until they get bad publicity. Keep continuing to call Cook County jail, checking in on him and keep saying that you believe he should be free. So they think this is a step forward. And if enough people bug them, they're going to let him out. 
that's not the way it is. I'm sorry. No. You can continue to call, but they usually, I mean, this is a sentence that came down from a judge. Yeah. They don't have the power to do that anyway. So, you know, they did move him to a different cell, but they're saying it's because it was a necessity on their part. So. I just, I, I don't think, it's not going to get reduced. That judge, he was so definitive about how he felt. I I, I get, yeah. you know, we, we say this every time we talk. We absolutely understand the role of the family. You would want mm-hmm. the best for your family member. But I don't think anything is going to sway Cook County, this judge, no. and anyone in charge. I just don't. Taraji P. Henson <sighs> is still on Jesse Smollett's side. She's championing and leading the free Jesse thing, just like his whole family is. So, you know, they're the ones that know him best. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just confusing since there's so much evidence against him, but anyway, um, onto something not very happy either, but at least we know that he wasn't attacked. Uh, Bob Saget's death had some people wondering if, there was some foul play involved, and now it's definitive. They've said uh, they want to make it clear. He arrived at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Orlando just after 2 a.m. on January 9th. He was fine, and according to the documents, uh, he drove up to the valet. As he approached the entrance, and the valet asked for a selfie. Bob gave him a selfie, and the valet said that he seemed absolutely fine. There was no evidence of slurred speech, uh, balance issues, or anything else like that. And uh, he was also observed on the security video walking purposefully across the lobby toward the elevators without stopping or interacting with anyone. No one else was seen in the video. And then he walked to his room alone. So they do have surveillance video from the hotel showing that he entered his room alone and everything was fine until he entered the room. So um, they're also sealing all pictures and everything. That's also the judge isn't allowing anything out to the public. And respect for the family, which I'm, I'm glad smart. that he did that. Yeah. Isn't it weird? I don't know about you guys, but when you see those photos, and there's there's whole Google searches and websites set up for last photo of whatever. Mm-hmm. It is very creepy. It's very sad and creepy, especially if it's a recent star. When you do see their last photograph, because I look at them and I think, oh, my goodness, they have no idea. I, I, I know this. is. I, I always think of that. I looked at that photo of him with the valet and he's. Just coming back from a gig, you know, mm-hmm. d- just doing what we walking back, taking a picture, taking a selfie, having no idea that he has mere hours left on Earth. It's just, yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Very weird to me. It is. Uh, weirder than all of this is Shake from uh, Love is Blind. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Shake is the villain of Love is Blind. If you haven't watched it, it is season two. Um, he was very rude to Nick and Vanessa Lachey on the uh, reunion show mm-hmm. even hit on Vanessa Lachey in front of Nick. He is doubling down now. Shake posted a video of the throwback show uh, Newlyweds, Nick and Jessica, when Nick Lachey was married to Jessica Simpson. Oh, gosh. And it doesn't really, it's not a great clip of him. And he just said that this, this relationship is sad. His current. V- like Vanessa, like it's sad that she's married to him because of things like this. And then he captioned the video, uh, Nick Lachey not even opening the car door for his wife. Sad. Oh, God, dude, uh, what are you doing? He's so disgusting. Come on. And he is a vet. You can find him on Instagram. Don't follow him, though. Don't give this guy more. No. It's the puppy doc. 
I wonder if his business has taken a hit. I, you know. Good question, Lux. Who knows? People are so weird. You know, they'll give. Yes. Everybody that's on TV has a following. And even the grossest people have fans, you know. So, but I would never take my cat or dog to him, knowing his character. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's probably. How this is embarrassing. If I worked for him, I would be like, I'm finding somebody else to work for. This is just because he keeps again. It's like a disgusting onion. He keeps layer after layer of (laughs) grossness. He keeps unveiling to the public. I hope that Deeps, the one that he chose, and she ended up rejecting him. I hope she feels vindicated that this was not the right person for her. He's just shows his colors more and more. Yep, he's been seen with Kyle though. Yes, she has. That's right. A Tony Award-winning musical has landed in the Twin Cities. Dawn saw the premiere yesterday. How was it? Should you see it? Your questions will be answered next. Lex, remember when you told me about your friends and their marital challenges? Well, do you really want to know how to diagnose and help people? I've got the place for you. St. Mary's University of Minnesota has two graduate programs that are right up your alley. Ooh, you could tell people how to make their marriage better. You know how you always love to help people? Wait, that sounds great. Where did you say this was? Tell me more. St. Mary's University of Minnesota has a Master's of Arts in Marriage and Family Therapy and a Doctor of Psychology in Counseling Psychology. Oh, Doctor of Psychology. That sounds good. Better than that, you'll deepen your understanding and skills in facilitating relational health with a diverse client base. And these programs are student-centered and attentive to the adult learner's needs, preparing students for careers as licensed professional psychologists. The best part of St. Mary's is their focus on their students. It's all about student success. Their faculty and staff are the people who get to know you and all become your allies on your educational journey. To learn more and connect with them, head to msumn.edu or my talk keyword, St. Mary's. And now, a golden moment with the Golden Girls. Eddie is the greatest lover I have ever had. Dorothy, if we're going to do this, you have to tell me the truth. No, I am telling you the truth. Honey, there is more to Eddie than meets the eye. But the only thing we have in common is under the sheets. What's under the sheets? His cappuccino maker. This has been a golden moment with the Golden Girls. <laughs> Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning and streaming worldwide on our MyTalk app. I'm Jason, Alexis, and Dawn. Thanks for being here, everyone. Uh, greatly, uh, we greatly appreciate it. You're the best. You're the best. Okay, uh, Dawn was up very, very late last night. She st- uh, was a uh, late night on a school night for yeah. Miss McLean. You saw... Hades Town. Oh my gosh. I worship these people. They are they are just outstanding every one of them. I worship you. My god, uh the guy <laughs> who plays Orpheus, Nicholas Barash, I'm going to butcher all these names and I apologize. He is the younger. He's like the male ingenue, the male lead. He sings in falsetto. His voice is virtually perfect. I've never even heard somebody do 
the vocal gymnastics that he does and how he has to maintain oh my gosh and the emotion and the feeling my god and then morgan siobhan green who plays eurydice voice of an angel she's the young ingenue in love with um with orpheus uh you've got the third person i worship plays hades who is levi chris okay and he is um he originated the role of jerry lee lewis in broadway's million dollar quartet so just saying that alone lets you know this guy has chops this guy can sing i and the thing that's so weird is that from afar uh he looks just like uh, either Ryan Seacrest or Steve Patterson. And I actually thought it was Steve Patterson. I'm like, oh, my God, Steve is in the tour. Maybe he just comes on green screen when he's at home broadcasting from his closet. I'm like, it's Steve. And I know Steve can sing. So I'm like, is this Steve? Like, I was (laughs) seriously freaked out by it. Um, he plays wow. Hades. He, he plays uh, uh, Hermes. Oh, so got he's it. the okay. narrator guy. Yep, yep. That has oh, just the wow. best part. Oh, he does. I love that part. And then we've got Kim Kimberly Maribel, probably butchering that name too. She plays Persephone, and she is from the original Broadway company of Hades Town. Oh, so she oh. was original. She's from the Broadway show. Unbelievable. Her energy and her voice as well. Um, and then you have the guy who plays Hades. Oh, God. So amazing. Kevin Morrow. He has a long list of credits. They all do. This is the best of the best of the NTQs. National Tour Quality. Oh, my gosh. Even all of the people that played um, the, the the ensemble, like the Fates, just every single one. Uh, and the workers that are in hell. The, Did you like the set? I love the set. Because it's New Orleans-based, everyone. It's I like a cafe. I want to go again so bad, but I'm looking online, and I need out? some money. Because, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> um, there are just a few seats left, and you have got to see this. It's like one of my favorite musicals now. Wow. I know that, Jason, I can't imagine actually enjoying it with the experience that you had, and I feel so sad for you because this was just perfection. From beginning to end. I'm so glad that you loved it. Oh. Did May I ask, you know, uh, the Hades, we're talking Hades Town. Dawn saw Orpheum. it yesterday at the mm-hmm. Orpheum last night. Um, the Hades in the Broadway version, uh, again, was played by Patrick Page, yeah. um, and who is in the Gilded Age. And he does the voice like it's a bass. Yeah. It, does this Hades do that? It is. Ri- yeah, that is way the very part bassy? is written. That okay. is the written part, and it's to it's to balance out and be a com- direct opposite of Orpheus, who sings yes. in falsetto. So when they're singing together, Ooh, oh, magic. I'm, getting, I'm literally getting chills right now just thinking about how the high quality singing and just I w- I just wish that I could be on stage with them and just be in the middle of the wall of sound that just happens when you're for me, like outside of having my daughter, it's the best feeling in the world to be on stage and just in harmony with all other voices. It's like orgasmic. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I just had Especially the best when you time. Got a nice deep bass going oh, on. Oh my gosh. And they're all giving it 150%. Orpheus was um, great. I follow the guy on Instagram. He was great on Broadway. 
but he was remember I had a lot of obstacles as Don just joked I had, a, I had a lot of obstacles in watching this and one of them was Orpheus for as good as he was singing mm-hmm. in the falsetto he was the side singer so I was he sang everything out of the side of his mouth like oh. this so it was one of the things that we were so focused on because right. we had the side singer we had my my friend uh, drunk performing it not drunk, but performing it from the seat. We had um, uh, we had the people, the mom and son behind us going, huh? Uh, like in the humming, oh, yeah, it, breaking right. the silence with, with the huh? Like huh? That's interesting, mom. You know, talking in that Whoa. volume, and then and then the side singer, we couldn't stop staring at how he sang. Weird. Oh, like everything was like this. I mean, so his voice, w- yeah, you have to really go up there in your falsetto. I can't even sing that high because yeah. I'm not a soprano. So, so we, we had a lot. We well, had and a, that deep voice, too. You said it was distracting, oh, right? Patrick was, yeah, because it was just, it was, yes, it was, I, it, you know what, Lex? It was the combo of all of those things where it was like sensory overload, and uh-huh. it sadly took me right out of the story okay so i'm excited to see this again when i can just enjoy it oh, yeah God. so oh, just hats off to all of those performers it goes until the 20th i keep looking at every day to see seats and there are some available like one was 45 dollars, and it was way in the back and i'm like i would take that one but the ones that are good seats that people are reselling are up to like almost 400 dollars a piece yeah Oh. I mean, but it's worth it. I mean, t- just to experience this and see it, it's such a great, it's a Greek myth. It's Orpheus and the Underworld. It comes from that opera, which I was in in college. Oh. I was in the opera version of this, oh. which is way less exciting, trust me. And I also didn't feel comfortable in my part as far as I'm not a soprano and it was a soprano part. Um, and, and did you feel comfortable in the theater with all the people. Being there with all the people and everyone was masked mask. and okay. everybody had to show a f- vaccination, proof of vaccination. Oh, okay. So you can't even get in without that. Uh, and everybody had a mask on and people respected that. Um, so there was a my talker in front of me that I, I didn't get her name, but she turned around and she goes, hi. And I go, hi. <laughs> and I'm looking at her going, do I know you? And she's like, I just recognize your voice. I, I listen to you every morning. I'm like, oh, hello. Hi. And her husband or boyfriend, he had a media pass because he has a website that he reviews things. And, and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that people, not just people that are on the radio or TV, get a chance to see this and review it. Yeah. So, and I didn't get his website either. I'm such a dink. Well, but, email us if you're listening. Yeah, if you're listening, oh my gosh, I hope they enjoyed it as much as I did. Stacy from Stacy and Hutch was in front of us, uh, you know, from across the hall there. Yeah, um, for Hermes, me. The, yeah. the main part the main of you singer, here there. Yeah. And that, um, that's a very different take on it. Because this guy the was like... the one that looked like Steve Patterson? The one that, yeah. It's a, so this casting on the tour is, looks like Steve Patterson. And this... Obviously, is a different voice. I love that they shake it up this way and just put in different. You know, there are a lot of people of color in this cast, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is so great. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that was Andre De Shields, by the way. Yes, um, who played it in, on Broadway. Uh, go see it at the Orpheum, as Dawn said. There are limited seats available, and thanks to the Hennepin Theater Trust, always yes. for supporting our show and, and uh, letting letting us have the opportunity mm-hmm. to spread the word. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's Arts Action Week in Minnesota. 
The arts have taken a huge hit over the last two years. 57% of creative workers went on unemployment during COVID, and Minnesota lost $2.2 billion in revenue. Help Minnesota Citizens for the Arts pass the bill to grant COVID relief to the arts and cultural groups who were hurt by the pandemic. It's Arts Action Week, and we need your help to show that people across the state want to see funding for the arts. Learn more and sign up at artsmn.org or use my talk keyword, arts. And now on Jason and Alexis in the Morning... A message from our sponsor. From, like, the 70s or 80s. Squeeze those lemons, chop those herbs. All that chicken, it's superb. Shrimp on the grill, broiled and basted. It's the best I've ever tasted. Chicken and shrimp, together they're great. Now at Sizzler, one special taste. Sizzler, chicken and shrimp, together. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. We're right here, Rocco. It's so rude. So rude, Rocco. I mean, we can hear everything you say, Rocco. (laughs) Jason and Alexis in the morning. Um, Has anyone heard... Lori's first days uh, from broadcasting from Hawaii. I want to oh, know because did you know. Did it start yesterday or is that today? I, I think it was yesterday. Oh, okay. Because we truly want to know, and we say this with peace and love. <laughs> oh no. We say this with <laughs> right, Lex. Peace and love, uh-huh. like like always, uh, Ringo, always. Ringo, like Ringo. Peace, peace and love. Peace, peace and love. Peace and love. Our good friend Lori. Is about as technical as a turtle. <laughs> Self-admittedly, you know. Yeah, oh, of course. She doesn't know she how owns to. Open. It. Yeah. She owns it. Now, she doesn't K- know. Casey, her husband is there, of course. Julia's brother. Yeah. And he's more hip to it, so okay. maybe, maybe because less. he's there. Is she doing <laughs> it from a, a professional studio there, or is no. it like the, her hotel room? <sighs> well, I think they got a they they're they're there for a few months. So if my talkers, if you don't get a chance to listen to Lauren, so she's there a few months. And now, you know, we've learned in the pandemic that a lot of jobs are portable. And I guess Lori's portable. Yeah. Um, so she's, I think, in a, in a room. And again, we're talking about a delightful woman that doesn't know how to open an email attachment. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't care. She doesn't right. care. She That's doesn't why we love her. No. She's like, I'm no. not doing that. Julia, read it to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she didn't, she didn't know how to right click. Within the last seven months. <laughs> and that's not a joke. Am I right, guys? Right, I'm, no. I'm yeah. not making that up. I'm not pulling that out of the ether. She did not know how to, quote, right click. So I'm just wondering, Panda or someone that listens all day long. Okay. Oh, see, Panda. I, Lex, oh, I didn't even ask. And perfect. she already typed What'd in. What'd she say? Panda writes into us. Lori has actually been doing very well broadcasting from Hawaii. I was pleasantly surprised. They did acknowledge... That Casey has been helping her. Okay. Of course. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's so awesome. Now, because there was a moment, and this is what uh, this is what um, spurred this memory for me, Lex. Was there was a I was listening to their replay right before our show started this morning, and there was a moment where Lori sounded like this. Uh, Lori, <laughs> Lori, Lori, sound, Lori sounded like she and she was telling Julia about a book. Yeah, Julia, read this book. I'm reading it on the beach. 
I'm giving it to the hotel staff. I'm reading. <laughs> and she sounded like that. And I thought, Where's oh, the mic, oh God, where's Lori? Where's the mic? Bless her heart. Where's the microphone? Somebody needs to tell Lori to just, you know, because Kenny had to help me. Remember when I got the COVID? Uh-huh. I was using the same setup that that Kenny uses, so Kenny had to tell me you basically need to swallow the microphone, the yeah. one that I think Lori has. So you have to you have to you have to get right up in it, like you're like you're on a first date or a third date, depending on how a hookerish you are. But uh, <laughs> oh just <God>. you know, <laughs> oh boy, wow, but, yeah. that is but, amazing that she can do the show from there. Yeah, I bet she's just having the time of her life. She is, Lex. She's having a really good time. She's actually on the beach, and the equipment is in the hotel room. Yeah. That's how far away she sounds. That's how she, Uh, this is about how far away. That's okay. Those are good mics. It's fine. They're really good mics. But I was dying. everything else. Well, that's right. And then then you add to this. This is what killed me, though, guys. So you hear (laughs) Julia is so distracted by the the ancillary noises because Lori's in the middle of talking and Julia goes, "Is that a bird? Is that what is that? Is that a bird? Is that a bird?" And and Grant has to tell Julia, "Yes, Julia, uh, those are birds uh, in, Hawaii. in Hawaii. Those are birds." Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yes, we're we're at. Okay, God, I love you guys. You're already tweeting us. Panda goes. I will add that Julia and Grant have a harder time reeling Lori in. Mm. There have been a couple times Lori keeps talking when they're trying to go to break. Sure. I oh, did. Oh, oh that's all I the did. time. That's even I, in the studio. Yes, it's, like, I, it's terrible. Yes. Uh, Fear Dumpster writes to us: the only glitch is that Lori cannot seem to get close enough to the microphone or yeah. get more than her shoulder on the camera. Oh God, they're having oh, her do the camera, right, the camera too. Camera. Oh gosh, she's trying to be a bit. I know what the problem is. B. Arthur told her it's a condenser mic and you need to be far away from it because you can't be right up close. So she's probably just too far away. Oh. She's too far away because, again, it sounds like it, that. Yeah, you can get a little closer. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Go go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you, everybody. (laughs) Have a fantastic day. We love you so, so much. Bye, Dawn. Bye. Steve up next. Oh, are they, Lex? They're up next. Goodbye. Steve and I. (laughs) 